Yes, you've arrived at the Legend Podcast at DaxMyHand.com. How did I become a legendary sports figure? How does anyone become legendary? It starts with a coach. Join us as we have conversations with coaches of all ages, experience, and expertise, and find out what does it take to lead athletes to legendary status. I'm Shane Cosby here with Dax Myhan. We're going to delve into what made up the legend. Who is Dax Myhan? What sparks his passion in sports? Hey, Dax, it's great to have you here. Great to be here. <laughs> this is a great place for you to be since it's DaxMyhan.com. It is really a great place. And, and Shane, when you approached me about, let's talk to you about your story I assume we're going to be doing this over seven nights, 12 hours a night. Uh, is that the format going forward? Well, I'm thinking we might need to be a little briefer than that. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I want people to know who Dax My Hand is. And, man, if it takes that, let's pack our bags and uh, get on that journey. But truth be told, I think we can hit some high points. Though there's lots of them. I mean, it may be just like running a ridge. Yeah, really, we should be able to just uh, stay on top of the water as we're going across it, just walking on water there, you know. So, Dax, I've known you for a number of years. I, I met you in high school because right. uh, I actually went to the south end of the county. Uh, we're over on the north end of the county. So we met in high school. And and the way I met you was uh, through basketball. Uh, you were actually a basketball player, and I was at all the basketball games. That's right. Cheering you on. That's right. You were the number one Marshall County cheerleader in our book. Let's step back in time. And, um, again, one, one of the pinnacles of our shared experience was going to uh, Rupp Arena. Yeah, our, our junior year we played at Freedom Hall, and our sophomore and senior year we played at Rupp Arena. Three games that you had a great run at state tournament, and it uh, made for an exciting journey there. Just in our conversations, you've told me that, and I believe it's on other podcasts, where you describe you had played the state tournament a thousand times before shooting those shots that you actually got to shoot in a state tournament. How many times you had won the state tournament in your own backyard. That's right. So let's go back to your backyard. Okay. Your backyard was not in Marshall County. No, it was actually in Reedland, in McCracken County. In McCracken County. So how how did you get from Reedland to Marshall County? Well, my parents were both from Reedland, and so, uh, of course, we lived uh, in, in Reedland. And had a pretty good middle school career at Reedland, scored a lot of points as a seventh grader and as an eighth grader. And Marshall County had just hired Alan Hatcher, to be the the coach and had just taken an 84 had just taken them to their first state tournament as a school and of course the star player on the marsh county team was barry, barry goheen yeah. yes and uh you know barry and i had the similarity that we were both left-handers you know which there's not a, not a lot of left-handers floating around and and uh there was some comparison there's some people that uh worked with my dad at calvert city which is in marshall county 
had heard about me playing, had heard about the points I was scoring. They'd made, they'd come watch me play and had made some comparisons. You know, hey, you might have the next Barry Goheen sitting down there at Reedland. You know, it's a shame he's down at Reedland because uh, Reedland, I think, had been in the state tournament one time in 1940. So it was not somewhere that, that we were, they were accustomed to going to. As, you know, with dad working up here and with us really excited about the upsurge in Marshall County basketball, there were, uh, there was a guy a year ahead of me, uh, that transferred to Marshall County to play football, actually. And so, so there was some precedent set about, you know, people leaving Reedland to go to Marshall County. Again, my dad worked up here. We only lived probably three miles from the, from the from county, the county right. line. Yeah. So we were on the Marshall County side of Reedland. And so, as as things went on, we we became a little disillusioned with the athletic program at Reedland. Didn't really feel like that they were they were really pushing or going after the right coaches to make a run. Not that there weren't good athletes there, because there were some really good athletes, which I can probably tell a story about later at Reedland at the time I was there. But we just felt like that going to Marshall would provide a lot more basketball opportunities uh, for us. And so that that's where we made the decision to go. So at what grade did you make that transition? Uh, ninth grade is when I transferred to Marshall County. Okay. So you didn't play at North? Yes, I did play at North. Uh, if you'll recall, back, in, back then in ninth grade, that was part of middle school in Marshall County. So middle school was seventh, eighth, and ninth. Whereas, you know, if I'd have stayed at Reeland, ninth grade was freshman year of high school. You were at the high school. So in, in ninth grade, you were still at the middle school. Which I guess they transitioned to calling it middle school now. It was actually a junior high. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So so you went to North Junior High for your ninth grade, ninth grade year. Yes. Uh, was basketball what you were pursuing? You know, I played uh, – I actually played three sports at Reedland. I played football, I played basketball, and then, of course, I played summer baseball – Enjoyed all three of them and had had really good success at all three of them. Probably probably if you if I had to rank the, the games I enjoy playing, it would probably be baseball first, basketball second, and uh, football third, although I enjoyed all three. But the thing about ba- basketball was that's where the crowds were and that's where the excitement was. And so baseball in at the high school level is – you know, you don't have huge crowds. There's not a lot of notoriety with it. So we were kind of looking at uh, basketball. We were really looking at it as kind of a double-headed sword. Um, you know, go, we're just going to play what we play and see where the opportunity comes. And we 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 knew there was good baseball opportunity at Reedland. Didn't really know about the baseball opportunity at Marshall, but we figured, you know, if I was a pretty decent player, it wouldn't really matter where I was at from a baseball standpoint. But basketball, you know, is a is a team sport. Not that baseball is not, but it's a team sport, and and being on a good team is really important to being seen. So that, that's why we just one of the reasons we decided to go to Marshall County is we felt like there was more of a commitment at Marshall County than than maybe at a Reedland. Okay, so your freshman year, let's see, my freshman we we graduated together, so we obviously we're in the same class. Mm-hmm. And my freshman year, I don't remember you on the football team. No, I did not play football. Uh, after I came to Marshall, I was approached about coming and play football. You know, I was a pretty good sized kid, probably six foot, about 175, 80 pounds. And so I was approached by an assistant coach 
who was also an assistant coach on the basketball team and, and the football coaches had said something to him about, Hey, you know, you might want to see about getting that kid out here. And so he approached me and asked me if I had interest in playing and I did have a little bit of interest, but by the same token, the reason we had, had transferred to Marshall, or I say we, talking about my family and I, the reason I came to Marshall County really was to play basketball. And so I got the feeling that Coach Hatcher, he wouldn't stop me from playing basketball, football, but he, he preferred it if I didn't. So football being the least of my three favorite sports, we decided to drop that and just concentrate on baseball and basketball. So, but I did enjoy football and, and really looking back, I kind of wish I had played football, but, uh, but that was the reason why we decided not to do it. So tell me about your first experience on the Marshall County Marshalls basketball team. Now, do you mean the varsity Marshalls or North Marshall? Tell me a little bit about the tryout process. Were you automatically, I mean, were, were there just not enough kids that wanted to play basketball at Marshall County that we would accept somebody coming from Reedland to play? Well, I'll I tell you how it came about. Uh, I had gone to the Marshall County basketball camp for a couple of summers, and uh, Coach Hatcher had actually saw me play and approached me and and I'm sure, you know, he had been to the different middle schools watching kids play and he sees, you know, this big left-hander who can score a little bit. And he, he approached me and asked me what school I went to. He said, I've never seen you before. What school do you go to? And I said, Reedland. And of course he, he lost interest. And so, um, I went home and told my dad that, you know, that he had approached me and asked me, you know, showed some interest in me and asked where I went to school. And so, uh, my dad, uh, approached, uh, coach hatcher and said you know we'd like to come to marshall county what how do we need to do that and coach hatcher referred my parents to reed condor who the gym is named after who was also the superintendent and and so you know they worked it out some type of transfer situation you know after my eighth grade year for me to come up here and so after i got here then you know coach hatcher talked to us and i think the original plan was for me to be on the varsity as a freshman because I had played some in the summer with them. So they kind of knew my ability level. I had, I had played against the varsity, you know, Terry Birdsong, John Solomon, um, you know, Darnell, some of those guys. And so he, originally he was going to, uh, play me up, but then, um, you know, I got to North Marshall and they still played ninth grade basketball. They had a, a season much like the eighth grade does. Now they had a full season and so it was decided that I would uh, – and it was a shorter season. So, you know, obviously I wasn't going to start on the varsity as a freshman. So the decision was made for me to play for North as a freshman until that season was over with. And I did get to go practice with the varsity whenever I – you know, basically ninth grade took precedence. And then if I didn't have practice but the varsity did, then I would go to the varsity practice – so once our ninth grade season at North Marshall got over with or was completed, then I uh, I started dressing varsity, and I dressed varsity the rest of the year, my freshman year. So that's that's how that was kind of my first experience. And um, Coach Jones was my uh, Coach Ed Jones was my coach at North Marshall, and I tell you, it was a, a real eye opener coming to Marshall County where there was such emphasis on base on basketball. 
Whereas there really wasn't that much emphasis at Reedland on basketball. And, and Coach Jones, uh, I've got some, some pretty nice stories about playing for him and, uh, some of the things he told me that I still remember to this day, uh, about, about being at North. So really North was my first experience, you know, playing up here at Marshall County. The path we're traveling with this podcast is trying to find some of these nuggets, some of these, uh, things that, after 25, 30 years, still stick with you that just off the top of your head just come to you when you think of that experience. Give me one or two of these things that uh, Coach Jones gave you back then that just stuck with you. Well, I'll tell you, the the big thing was North had a good, really good team. <clears throat> had myself and uh, Robbie Boland, who was about 6'3". Had Chucky Trexler, who was a good guard. Darren Persley, uh, Aaron Beth, who later played at Vanderbilt. Uh, he was an eighth grader, but he played on the ninth grade team. Matt Blossom played on that team. So, you know, we had a really good team. And so I had come from a Reedland school or school team that in eighth grade, basically I took the ball and went to the hole about every time. I averaged in the upper twenties. And so I was kind of a one man, kind of a one man show, to be honest with you, which, so I get to North, and that's how I've, I've been taught to play is get me the ball, and I'm going to the hole. Coach Jones really emphasized defense to me, which I had never gotten real acquainted with, and many will argue never got acquainted with. Anyway, he you know he was real all about the defense. I remember after some of our early practices, he pulled me aside and took me up to his office, and he let me know that I was not – Oh, it was not a one man team here that we were going to beat people with all five players. And so I needed to maybe defer a little bit to some of the other players and get my points where, where they presented themselves rather than forcing shots and taking the ball the whole, no matter what, you know, work within a team offense. And so that, that was really the first big lesson that, that, that allowed me to realize you know, five players, five good players will beat one great player most days. Cause you know, our Raven, we, we had, we probably had a winning record the year before, but we lost quite a few games. You know, he put that philosophy to me and it, and it really stuck with me. And I think, I believe that year we went 12 and one and won the district. And the only game we lost was to Benton, which we avenged that in the district finals and we beat them once in the regular season. And they had some really good players too. But I guess the team concept is the thing that, Coach Jones really got across to me that I really had not been familiar with. And so, and to this day, it still sticks with me. Your experience there, having been involved with Little League in Marshall County system here for a few years, that's almost what we see is in, in the early years of, of, of development is usually we'll divide the teams up and there will be one or maybe maybe two players but definitely one player that is much stronger and carries a team. And so you that that was your experience at Reedland. But you've told me that that has uh, presented some value to you, you, you believe. It's distinguished you when you got to the high school level, starting to compete for positions. It, it did. It was, you know, it was important. Obviously, the team concept was important, but by the same token, I had developed offensive skills at a Reedland because, it, honestly, I got to shoot as much as I wanted to. I developed a skill of being able to put the ball in the basket from a lot of different angles, from a lot of different spots on the floor. And so while I was in the team concept in, in ninth grade and then on up into the varsity, 
you still have to score to win ball games. You can't beat anybody and not score. It it allowed me to play within the team concept, but also when a shot needed to be taken and I was the guy that needed to take it, I could I could put it in the hole, you know. So would you say it's a little easier to try to reel that kind of a player back in it as can, opposed to yeah. uh, trying to bring it out? Yeah, I think it, I think it can be and it's it, but it the players got to realize it's 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 about the team rather than the personal glory, and and that's the thing you. It's really a mental thing you've got to get over with that player. Is you know, hey, yeah, you could score uh, twenty thirty points, but you may lose the ball game. Whereas you know, if we need you to step up and get twelve or fourteen when it's when it's needed, or or even twenty occasionally when it's needed within the team concept, you're better off because. Again, it's hard to defend five guys that can all put the ball in the basket versus, uh, uh, you know, consummate example is LSU with Pete Maravich. Greatest scorer in college basketball history than ever won anything. But they had the number one scorer to ever play college basketball, and he never went to the NCAA tournament. So that, that kind of tells you how it is. Okay, Dak. So Coach Jones taught you about the team concept. Sum that up in a real – uh, maybe just repeat how he said it that just sticks in your mind. Yeah, he pulled me aside and said, I, I think I can still remember the words. He said, Son, you can score, but we're not going to beat anybody with you trying to score 30 points a game. We need you to score when we need you to score, and you need to work with your teammates. When they're open, hit them with the pass. When they're open, they'll get you. Or when you're open, they'll get you the ball. And, and that was the biggest thing. And I, I'll be honest with you. When he told me that, I thought, "What's this guy telling me? I can score thirty a game. What do you What do you mean?" But but looking back, it was the wisdom was just so man. It was it was dead on. And 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 you know that was really the first winning team I'd ever really played on in a school ball. My my Reedland team, we really didn't win much. And what a, you know, the winning, that, that's what it comes down to. You play as a team, you win as a team, you lose as a team. And that was the first time that I had ever been on a team that we really won. And we were the the bully, you know, because who are you going to guard? You know, are you going to stop Dax? Are you, well, you stop Dax, you got Robbie Bowling inside who's going to score. You got Aaron Beth who's going to score. You got Matt Blossom. You got Chucky Traxler who can put it in a hole. And so, you know, that's hard to – that's really hard to stop. And and so the thing I took from Coach Jones was it's a, this is a team game and that's how it's got to be played as a team. And, and he got the message through to me and, and I'll never forget it. That's awesome the way he planted that seed and years later it's really taking root and you see how it plays out. Yeah, it really is. So what we're gathering, kind of the general theme here is you got to put in the work. Yeah. You got to put in the work. The work isn't done in front of the crowd. That's right. That's just where you get to go have the party. That's right. Well, you know, something you mentioned earlier going to basketball about the state tournaments that I had won. You know, that was that was the backyard, man. That was that was myself. You know, early in my days, I was leading Reedland to the state championships in the backyard. Me and my buddies – you know, Tony Jarvis, I can remember getting passes from Tony Jarvis. He never knew he threw to me and uh, hitting jumpers to win the state tournament. I had to have won a hundred of them. Some level of reality set in 
and realize all these games I've been playing are just fictional if I'm doing it at Reedland. That's right. That's right. I, re- I just realized as, as I got older, I, I realized that there was not the commitment to winning at Reedland that I believe there was at Marshall County because, you know, they had went out and hired Alan Hatcher, who was a well-known, very successful coach from West Virginia. And they had put, I mean, won a state championship at West Virginia, got him down here. First year, he takes underdog Marshall County to the state tournament, knocking off Tillman, who I believe at one time was rated number one in the state, wins the regional tournament, you know, and, and so there was just that, there was just that feeling of commitment to basketball. They built the beautiful gym, you know, in the late seventies that, that they had. And it was kind of, it had become the Mecca of high school basketball in Western Kentucky. That was where you wanted to go. And so that, that was, I think where, you know, originally I was going to take Reedland to the state championship, but, but as I got older and realized, you know, I might need a little help. And I think that's where the, the help will, will come from. Or is it really that maybe you just thought I'd like to take a bigger crowd with me? Well, there's that too. You know, I was, I was a very proud, I was a very proud Reedland Greyhound, truly. And, and I can remember, uh, Marshall County being the evil empire at one time to me. The, uh, you remember, uh, I believe it was the 80, it was either the 82 or the 84 state champions in girls basketball from Marshall County. I remember they came to Reedland and Reedland had a excellent girls basketball team that year. And, and Reedland played Marshall one of the best games they had until I think the state finals. And so at that point, Marshall was kind of the evil empire. But then when I realized, you know, that that was where you needed to be for boys basketball, then all of a sudden it became very appealing to me. And plus when the fact when I came to these camps and I played against the best players of Marshall County and I realized I'm as good as a lot of these guys are, especially my age. You know, I realize I, I was right there with them. And so why not, uh, be maybe the guy who helps lead them to the state, t- uh, state tournament. That was, that was in my mindset. So, so that, that's kind of where that seed was, uh, you know, was set forth. Plus, you know, my dad, uh, he was a huge basketball fan. He told me many stories about, the uh, I believe it was the '62 Reedland team that got beat in the state uh, or the regional finals by I, I think in Fulton City. He's told me the story, and you know Carty and and uh, Lambert and a lot of those guys that I think all five of them he told me went and played college basketball. So that was kind of a other than the 1940 state tournament team that was kind of the the high water point of the Reedland regime and I always thought man I would want to be there but we just realized the reality of it was that Reedland probably wasn't going and so we just felt like the best opportunity and the place where people were interested in high school basketball was in Marshall County so you played basketball in Marshall County and you wind up having a pretty significant success sophomore junior senior year make it out of the regionals get to go to the state tournament in Lexington and Louisville play on those college floors. I mean, uh, Rupp Arena is the Mecca. I remember the first time I stepped on that floor and you just look up and you're like, there's just an awe about it. Your knees kind of get weak, don't they? You know, do cheers in between timeouts and, and, and that type of thing. But I remember stepping on that floor and just, it felt like I was walking on a cloud, to be quite honest. 
I don't know if there was just if it was just springy or whether it was just the adrenaline rush of being under those lights on that floor with so much history and the brightness of the lights are what strike you at first, I think. And you feel, you know, you've played in high school gyms, you know, Marshall County has a really large high school gym. So we were used to big crowds, but when you walk on to the court, especially at Rupp arena, you just feel like there are a hundred thousand eyes looking at you. You know, you, you feel the, I won't say the heat of those eyes, but you, you feel those eyes on you as you're warming up and not in a way that I never felt just warming up at a high school gym and the, the brightness of the lights. Wow. I mean, you've never played on a, on a court that was that lit up. That was what, that was one thing that really struck you. And you know, when you shoot a layup, there's a row of lights on the side that that almost blinds you that people you don't have in normal gyms. And so, yeah, it's it just the whole experience. But you know, once the game starts, it's just another gym that you're playing in. It, it's awesome. But it's just another gym. You just go into the zone. Yeah, you you forget about all that pregame. It's pretty it's pretty uh, harrowing and 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 really exciting exciting yet scary a little bit. So yeah, it's it's just hard to describe. It's a really great feeling. It's one of those you almost want to pinch yourself just to make sure that it's for real. Yeah. How can you you know you want to extend the experience? How can you? spend more time under that almost you almost want to get out of your body and watch yourself on there you know and and that's that's the exciting thing about rep arena it really is moving into your junior year of basketball um are you on the bench are you getting any time on the floor yeah getting some time um most, you know, I started, of course, we had a really good JV team as a, you know, I played JV as a freshman, a sophomore, and, you know, as a junior. I really was, I guess my position was probably shooting guard, small forward. Marshall had had a historic run of shooting guards through through my career. If you think about it, um, you know, my sophomore year, you had Terry Birdsong was the shooting guard. Obviously, he went on to play at Western Kentucky and, and at Murray State. You know, obviously, I'm not going to start in front of Terry Birdsong because, you know, he's 6'3", you know, scored, what, 35 in the state tournament against Ballard, uh, Louisville Ballard our sophomore year. So the following year, and, and I was scoring a lot of points on the JV team, you know, 20, 20-ish points a game and then doing really well. Well, then uh, my junior year, but I, and I did, and I was getting some varsity time. You know, maybe toward the end of ball games, getting in the games as a sophomore and getting some playing. I had a little bit of meaningful time from here to there. So my junior year, Mitch Cothran moved into the shooting guard role, and you had uh, Aaron. He had been the point guard the year before, and Aaron Beth moved into the to the uh, point guard position that Mitch had played the year before. Man, Mitch has a great year. Ends up getting a scholarship to Murray State. So. So, you know, I, I was, I was kind of, I was in a tough spot. I was playing behind two division one shooting guards. I didn't get to start and I played sparingly. I mean, uh, you know, I got in a lot of games, but scoring a ton of points on our JV team. And we had a really, really good JV team. Only lost a couple games in two years, I think. So we, you know, we were really beating people. I, I know, uh, a couple times I scored over 40 in some JV games and, and, you know, I was getting to score a lot of points and we were winning. So it was kind of a team concept, but when the opportunity arose, 
you know, and, and I, if I got hot, they would feed the hot man. So, so I had a couple of really good games, but we had a, even at that, we had a good team concept. So, so yeah, so my junior year, you know, we went to state tournament both years. Um, uh, you know, Louisville Ballard beat us our sophomore year and, uh, they ended up being the state runner up. And then our junior year, uh, Pleasure Ridge Park beat us, which they ended up getting knocked off by Clay County in a real controversial game. And then Clay was the runner up that they'd been the ch- state champion in, in my sophomore year. And then my junior year, they were the runners up. So, uh, so yeah, we had some tough first round losses those first two years, but, but I did get to play some. I, I didn't get in in either state tournament game those two years. So that was kind of disappointing. Uh, cause you know, now you're thinking, man, am I ever going to get shot to, to play? And so that, that kind of went through my head. Well, that, that is a, a pretty interesting little fact because as, as far as I was concerned, you'd played all three years actually sometime at the state tournament, but, uh, what I'm hearing is no. No. So, and, and it's not just a given that you get to go to the state tournament every year, is it? It's tough to get out of your district or even especially in the region. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, if you can look back through history and, you know, we uh, as sophomore and juniors, we were back-to-back regional champions. And you, there's not a lot of teams that were three-time defending regional champions. So, so yeah, going into that senior year, it was, it was not a given that you're going to get to go back. And so – I know I, I was, again, I was, you know, I was great that I got to warm up at, uh, at Rupp Arena and at, uh, Freedom Hall, but, you know, I wanted some time on the boards. So, uh, so that, that was something that we, you know, we really continued to work hard to do. And, and, you know, I tried to keep a good attitude through it all. And of course we had good friends on the team that were going through it with us at the same time. So, so yeah, that, that was a, that was something that a goal of mine was to get to play at the state tournament. So let, let's go to, the glory days, that glory stretch of the one that you love to talk about, the one that I've seen newspaper clippings blown up life size. Because when you think of Dax, you can't help but think about the run that you helped create within that team environment. But you, you got hot. I did at the state tournament, and the names of the teams that you just mentioned all came into play during that, right? Yeah, it really was. So, our, uh, so your senior year. Yeah, senior year, uh, we get to, you know, we get to the state tournament. You know, we draw, we, we, we had historically bad draws. I mean, we drew Ballard, you know, Louisville Ballard our sophomore year, and they, they end up being the runner up. Our, uh, junior year, we draw another Louisville team. You know, there's two Louisville regions and, and Louisville is traditionally the two of the toughest regions in the state. So back to back years with really good Marshall teams just got terrible draws right off the bat. So, uh, our senior year, we win the region and who do we draw? But the number one team in the state, 33 and 0, undefeated Clay County. And who was on Clay County's team at that time? Well, that year, uh, Richie Farmer had already graduated. So he was at UK, uh, but he, they still had their, his brother, Russ Farmer. Uh, they still had, um, they still had, uh, Eugene Rawlings, who, uh, was kind of their center through those glory years. Uh, he was kind of a, a big kid. He was about, he was probably 6'2, six, 6'3, six, and, and, uh, pretty good load. You know, he was, he was, he, uh, didn't miss a lot of meals. 
And so, but, but he was a great player. And so they had him and they had a transfer from, I believe Corbin, a guard that came in and, and his name, Roger Sims, I believe was his name. Uh, he showed up to take over Richie's spot at the point guard position. So they had a really, really powerful team. And again, they were 33 and oh, undefeated, uh, you know, they'd been to state runners up the year before, and so we're, you know, we're thinking, man, what a draw. Can you, what kind of luck do, do we have down here? And so, but guess what? We beat them. And the way we did that, it, it wasn't, we didn't blow them out. No, it, it was a close game. Uh, I actually probably had, you know, looking back, there's, there's four games that, that I'll never forget. And, uh, actually, I guess five games that I'll never forget in my life. Three of them happened at the state tournament. Okay. I, I definitely believe the three at the state tournament. Yeah. But I've been around you long enough to know that you actually haven't forgotten any of the games you ever played, the best I can tell. This is true. Well, let's just put it this way. There are five that stand out. How's, how's that for a, for the five off the up? top? Yeah. So, uh, obviously, you know, we're playing clay, um, the, and, and you know, their coach had even hinted at retiring if he could win the state tournament undefeated. Uh, and so his name is Bobby Keith. He's in the, I'm sure he's in the Kentucky high school hall of fame now. And he was a great coach, but I, I will tell you this, we had, uh, the last undefeated team in, in Kentucky state high school basketball is who Shane, do you remember? Do you know this? The 1948 Brewers red man who just happened to be from where Marshall County, Marshall County. And here's a little known fact. You may not even know this, but what town did I grow up next to? Brewers. Brewers. Yes. So, so you know, Clay County was is the last, I guess, I heard this on uh, Jeff Waters' radio show this morning, actually, believe it or not, as we we're about to talk to it. But apparently the last undefeated state uh, team in going into the state tournament was the 89 Clay County tiger team that we played and so i can recall some uh, you know at least one of the brewers red man coming into our locker room before the game to give us the pep talk that said and i remember and i can't remember which guy it was i'm guessing it was probably barney thweet would be my guess but i remember him telling us look boys he said you gotta uphold our record we're the last undefeated team in the state and you gotta keep it that way beat them you got to take them out for us so so that was a that was a really cool little story i can't again that is an awesome story yeah i I just they make movies of that kind of stuff yeah yeah and jeff even talked about that jeff waters even talked about that this morning that ironically the last team to go in undefeated was beaten by a marshall county team to preserve brewers as the last undefeated state champion so that that legacy needs to be spread. That's pretty cool. That's, that's really cool. And, and again, I, I'm I'm gonna say it was Barney, but you know, I was a man. I was an 18 year old kid. I I can't swear 100 percent it was Barney, but I know it. There was a Brewers red man in our locker room before the game. So yeah, we went out and uh, and and I tell you the story I've heard uh, about Clay. You know, Clay's in the mountains. So that we never ran into them. They never really saw us play that year. So I've, I've heard, I've heard this to be true. And I'm, I'm pretty sure this is true. I think I got this from Coach Hatcher, but you know, your memory fades as you get away. But, uh, Clay called down to the first region to find a video 
of us to scout about our team. And so we had played Tillman twice in the regular season. And uh, Tillman, we had, the first game was a really close game. We barely won. Um, and I had probably talking about the five games of my career. One of them was against Tillman the first time. I scored over 20 points against them, and I think we beat them maybe three or five points. It was a real tough nail-biter at, at Marshall County. And so – uh, and again, that was the first game where I really felt like I was a marshal, you know, that man, I contributed and, and really did it. So, uh, so anyway, we go to Tillman later in the year and, and just absolutely blew them out. Had a beat, I think we had them down 21 to nothing before they scored. And so, you know, our game plan always was if, if the other team can't stop Dan Hall, he was six, eight, let's get him the ball. So we did. And so uh, they couldn't stop him. Well, consequently, I don't even know if I scored that game. I may have scored two points back to that team concept. You know, Heath Dunnigan didn't – I don't think he scored very many points. It was kind of the Dan Aaron show and maybe Matt Blossom. And so coach at Tillman, a guy named Steve Dreer, called Hatcher and said, hey, Clay County wants one of your tapes. Which one do you want me to send? And so Coach Hatcher has told the story – that he told Dreer to send him the one where we blew him out at Tillman. So as Clay was watching the video, they had no idea or inclination that I or Keith Dunnigan would shoot the basketball much. It was all about Dan. So when the game plan came out, they packed the zone in and left Aaron and and uh, Heath and I wide open. And so we started knocking down threes, you know, and, and built a pretty good lead on them in the first half and really run away from them. I hit, I know I hit several threes in the first half. And, uh, and so, and then of course we held them off at the end of the game. And I, I think I ended up with, um, either 23 or 26, I think 23 that game, but I hit three or four threes, uh, maybe even up to five. And, uh, and so, yeah, it was just a, man, it, it was, it was, Everything I had ever dreamed in the backyard at Reedland, that game was. It was it was absolutely I was knocking down shots and we won the game. What a glorious win. You were living it. I was you were, and, you you were know, living the I dream. was the state farm player of the game, MVP of the game. I've still got the plaque. Uh, where they gave you that or the frame uh, picture. So, and they interviewed us. I got to go to an interview room after the game where, like, where the college players go to the post game interview. And, and how awesome was that? And so, yeah, what, what a great memory. But we knocked off the number one team in the state. What a, that was awesome. So, what did you say in, in the interview? I, you know, one thing I, the things I recall about that, and I, and I don't recall a lot of what I said, but I oh, tell you, hold on, hold on. Did they have to cut you off? No, they didn't actually. Uh, the The thing that I recall is that they asked me why I shot, I, th- I believe. It was something to the effect of, you know, you've got this Dan Hall, this first-team All-Stater on the team. Why did you shoot? You know, my answer to them was, well, you know, Coach Hatcher's taught us in our offense, we take the shot that's given to us. And they were giving us the outside three-pointer. And, you know, Dan and Aaron, I mean, uh, Heath and Aaron and I, can knock it down. So we did, you know, and, and they said, well, you, so you felt like you had the green light to shoot. And I said, sure. I know I had the green light to shoot. Coach Hatcher told us if you're open, shoot it. And so we did. And I remember that, but I tell you, I will tell you, there were two quick stories, uh, that I remember about that moment. Joe B. Hall, I was a group of Kentucky Wildcat fan. And Joe B. Hall was just, man, as a kid, he was the coach of UK and he was the man. I remember as I sat there giving the interview, 
that Joby Hall is standing out in in the uh, media listening to me talk. I mean, what a thrill. What an absolute thrill that Joby Hall, the coach of the legendary Kentucky Wildcats, is listening to me talk. And here we are 30 years later. He may be listening again. I hope he is. I'll tell you the second quick story. Something that happened during the game, toward the end of the game, they were pressing us. And, uh, and we were, you know, they were trying to make a comeback on us. And so, uh, we got clear. Aaron got the ball, the point guard, Aaron Beth got the ball and he kicked it ahead to me. And as I recall, we had the numbers on the break, you know, probably like three, you know, we had three men coming down and, uh, coach Hatcher wanted a timeout. He, you know, he liked to really control the, the game. And so he wanted a timeout. So he was trying to call a timeout. What did I do? I jacked a three on the fast break and, and it went in. And so, and you know, it ended up being a crucial play in the game because it, it extended our lead and allowed us to hold them off. And so the, the quick story on that is as we're walking to the, uh, to the interview room, it's myself and uh coach. And I think I can't remember if, who else was with us, but it, it was he and I for sure. And he played, put his arm around my shoulder, you know, like a father talking to his son. And he said, great game. He said, you remember that three you shot right there toward the end when I was trying to call timeout? I said, yes, sir. And he said, I'm glad you made it because if you'd have missed it, that would have been the last shot you would have ever taken in your high school career. And I truly believe that he meant it. And so, so that, that stuck with me, you know, uh, so I've always, I tell that story, you know, that would have been the last shot. So thank goodness that I hit it. So though you told the media, you had the green light. That's, that's really impressive. Yeah. (laughs) That you were able to tell the media that you had the green light after you just had that little. Oh, I had the green light. Unfortunately, had I missed, (laughs) I would have gotten the red light, right? So, so the the hook. So you got the green light as long as long as you're lighting it up. That's right. Yeah. Knock off number one, undefeated Clay County. Yeah. Moved to round two. Yes. Round two, we draw the Madisonville Maroons, number two rated in the state, I might add, uh, who were, um, led by Travis Ford, who is now the, um, head coach at Oklahoma state, the Oklahoma state Cowboys who uh, also played at Missouri and our university of Kentucky wildcats. He was a dead eye sharpshooter. You, you sit there and you say, you know, we, we, we get terrible draws every year. So we've, we've just knocked, we've gotten through our draw, right? We've not our bad draw. We've knocked off number one, Clay County and who's staring us in the face, but number two, Madisonville, who I'd like to add about two weeks before that had beat us 20 plus points at Madisonville on their senior night. So it looked like a really probably the end of the line. Cause I mean, Madisonville had really, they had really uh, educated us and schooled us that night. And I, and I've told the story I know on previous podcasts, Massonville played a, it was like a matchup zone, uh, where they extended out and, and it was not unlike any zone we had ever seen before. And they really slowed our offense down, slowed our shooting down. And so after they exposed us, coach Hatcher was able to, uh, all we worked on for the next two weeks going into the district tournament and even into the regional was how to move the ball. There's a, there's a drill called a shell drill that probably a lot of people, if you're listening or your kids play basketball, you know, the shell drill, we ran the shell drill relentlessly, you know, drive, penetrate kick. And so that's what we practice going into it. So going into the game, 
you know, we, we, we're a little afraid. I mean, Hey, this team just walloped us and they got this great all American, all state player. And so, uh, so yeah, we were worried and we, we started off really slow. And, uh, as I recall, they had us down 15 in the second half, you know, so they're well on their way to sending us home. Uh, I actually didn't have a particularly good shooting night that night. I think I ended up with maybe 15 points, but, I missed quite a few for threes early on and, and really didn't have the, the best game of my career. So did you have the green light? Had the green light. Um, you know, I, but I, I tell you, I was kind of a self-regulated green light. I, I, I understood that in coach Hatcher's offense, you could shoot. And if you're hot, you got the opportunity to shoot again. But by the same token, if you hack, if you shoot a couple up there, you don't have it let's get to do something else you know so so i I didn't have a particularly great game the team concept you've really bought into it yeah i really have take your shots if you got them if it's your shot take it if you're not making it that night hey let's get the ball inside you know what to do with it still shoot it yeah yeah so you play within the confines quick summary on that we make a you know we're down 15 travis has been on fire we make a comeback uh, we actually take the lead, you know, late in the fourth quarter. Comes a, a really my big moment in that game. We were, I believe, we were up three, and Travis had the ball, and he was over near the hash mark on the left side of the court. And I saw him, you know, and this is my, uh, for those of you listening who laugh at my defense, here's my defensive moment of my career. Uh, Travis jumps up as if to make a pass, you know, he jumps up like kind of like to shoot, but then you can see he's going to make a pass. And so my man was, was over around the top of the uh, three point line in the middle, top of the key. And so I saw something in his eyes that said, he's going to pass it to my guy. And so I stepped into the passing lane, Travis threw it right to me. And I was able to take it down and shoot a layup with this was less than a minute to go that put us up five and was really, I'm not going to say it was the nail in the coffin, but it, it really put them in a bind. You know, here we are down five. We've got to start fouling now. You know, that, that's kind of where they were at. And, uh, I've had people tell me, I haven't seen it, but I've had people tell me that, uh, in some of the previous sweet 16s, they actually show me going down and shooting the layup in some of the highlight videos of the history of the state tournament. So that's kind of cool. I, again, I haven't seen it, but I've had people tell me they've seen it. People who know Jeff Waters has, has team says told me in the past he's seen it. Yeah. We, um, you know, we it put us up five. They fouled us after that. And, uh, Aaron, uh, Beth, uh, he just hit our free throws down the stretch and we held them off, you know, by three. They, I think Travis missed a three pointer at the buzzer that would have sent it to overtime. He hit, he hit two incredible three pointers coming down the stretch that almost, you know, and luckily we hit our free throws. And so that, that propelled us to the victory. Boy, you have bought into the, uh, team concept. Just a little word there that you said was our free throws. Yeah. You, you know, as a team, you, you, your deal is get the ball of the guy who can hit the free throws. And, you know, Aaron was a, he was a fantastic yeah. free throw shooter. Probably, you know, I, I don't know the exact percentage, but he was probably around a 90 percenter. And, uh, that's what I recall. Yeah. And so, you know, that was the thing. Let's get him the ball. And, and he, and, and he stepped the line and knocked him down. I mean, you know, you talk about pressure free throws, man. And, and he stepped up to the plate and knocked him down. So he may have shot some free throws in his backyard at some point. 
backyard probably at the high school you know since his dad was the uh girls coach i know he spent a lot of time at reed condor gymnasium so yeah he shot him somewhere i can tell you that he had shot many many in his career okay so knocked off number one clay county undefeated only has one they've only got one loss this year and where you at? helped defend the integrity and history marshall county basketball so we've knocked off Number two, Madisonville. So, is this? Tell me about the Cinderella run. Well, just in, in our, as our luck would go, there's number three staring us in the face. So, uh, Louisville Pleasure Ridge Park, you know, who knocked us out of the state tournament the year before. So, we're in the, we're in the final four, man. We're playing Saturday morning, and um, and so you know, who do we draw? And and we played them. In the previous three years, we had played them a couple times, and they had beaten us both times. They, I know, they beat us at. Um, in the King of Bluegrass when I was a sophomore. And uh, then they beat us uh, my junior year in the state tournament, you know. So, so yeah, they were a fantastic team. We hadn't met them that year. We actually had had a uh, – we I thought we were going to meet them in the finals of the Louisville Invitational Tournament, the LIT. The, we, we beat um, – Louisville Moore and uh, Louisville. We beat a couple Louisville teams to get to the finals. The game to get to us was Louisville uh, Valley, who had a really fine team that year, and Pleasure Ridge Park. And they actually played the longest game in the history of the Kentucky High School Athletic Association, six overtimes to get to us, and and, uh, Valley knocked PRP off. We had beaten Valley about two weeks before that, and so we're man, we're convinced we're going to win the LIT, and then Valley knocked us off in the LIT finals. So, so yeah, so but so we still felt like, hey, we got a shot to beat PRP because you know the team that beat PRP we had beaten, so we felt like there we had a good shot. Come out Saturday morning, I thought long and hard about this game through the years. What what happened? The only thing I can say is maybe we were tired. Uh, we started off really slow. It was an early morning game, I think, like a 9 a.m. start. It was an early morning game. And we had eaten spaghetti that morning, by the way, at uh, 6.30 in the morning. And I don't know if you've ever eaten spaghetti at 6.30, but I can recall tasting meat sauce during the game. It was, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was the whole carbohydrate thing. So uh, so anyway, that, that was tough. But we, we just got off to – it was one of those nightmare starts where everything you do goes wrong. You just can't get it together. And so they really – in fact, I can remember uh, Jim Master who was uh, doing the game uh, on the television. After As I watched the game years later, uh, he kind of made fun of us. He said, you know, he was talking about the game they had coming up, and he said – he I don't know if he said it was a laugher or, you know, I hope we have a better game than you guys have going on right now. He was talking to the commentators in that game. But it really hurt me. You know, that's a Marshall – or that's a Kentucky uh, legend – you know, bad mouthing us. So that was hard, but, uh, you know, we came back second half. Uh, I know they had us down at one point, 23 points. We, we made a furious comeback. Uh, I got hot from the three point line. Uh, Heath Dunnigan got hot from three. Aaron hit some threes. And so we cut it to three and had the ball with, I, I'm thinking 40 something seconds to go. And had a, and really momentum was, man, it was going with us. And I, I could feel that state tournament title in our grasp and and we uh you know we just wasn't able to finish the deal they hit their free throws down the end so so they ended up beating us i think by five but you know we it was a heck of a comeback and i, I think i scored 26 that game i had a you know and again 
one of my top, probably two of my top four scoring games of my high school career at the state tournament. And what, what more could a kid ask for, you know? Now, is memory serves me correct, uh, and, and, and you do quite often remind me, you set a record at state tournament. I believe so. Um, I hit, uh, according to the state tournament record books, I hit 11 three pointers in the state tournament. And, and I've, and I've told that story through the years that I had the record. Uh, and I've looked back and I actually think Richie Farmer had the record <laughs> going, actually going back, but I was at least number two. Okay. And, and I will tell you, if you look, if you go to, um, if you go to the KHSAA state tournament records, I'm still hanging on by a thread on the list of most three pointers made in a tournament. And so, uh, you know, there, I'm ahead of some guys who played pretty big time basketball, but I'm still hanging on. And, and I can see, I, I, I argue and I've got to look into it closer. I think I am the three game leader for the most three pointers made, uh, with 11. So, so yeah, I'm really proud of that. That's kind of cool. And then of course I made all tournament, all state tournament team. Uh, there, you know, some really good guys on that. Andy Pinnock, who, uh, later played at Michigan State and Dan Hall and Travis Ford. Uh, Mike Allen, who played at, um, he played at, uh, Lexington. Um, I believe it was Lafayette. It was in the state tournament. No, I'm sorry. Brian Station. He played at Lexington Brian Station. He, he later, uh, I think he signed with Georgia out of high school and then ended up, uh, maybe at one of the Louisiana's, North Louisiana. He played in the NCAA tournament as a point guard. So yeah, some really, man, some really great, you know, high school basketball players on that state tournament team and just really proud that when they pull up state, all state tournament teams, man, there's Dax Myhan from Marshall County. And that's, that's pretty awesome. So for those of you who don't know, you can probably just go Google Dax Myhan dot. Well, Dax my hand. Yeah, yeah. you probably really, show up on the yeah, KHSA. It, it comes up results. It's, it's one of probably the first three or four searches. I, it usually says nineteen something uh, on Google. It'll it'll pull up as like all state tournament team or something. And yeah, you can go in there and look nineteen eighty nine all state tournament team. I, I really just set you up there to see if you had Googled yourself. You know I have. <laughs> Does that surprise you? Not at all. So finish up basketball. Uh, the dream dies. Uh, were you prepared for that? It was tough. I, I wanted to be, I wanted to, I wanted for our team to, you're going to laugh when I say this. I wanted us in the, uh, Tater Day parade riding down Main Street in Benton as the state champions. I, I, that was something that I had, I, I thought would be, you know, does it get any better than that? You know, that, that is just, I'm, I'm really amazed just in talking with you and, and, and hearing you tell these, stories and visions uh how you really envisioned it i did you the the whole experience yeah. you had a lot of detail built up post celebration it sounds like not just the moment mm -hmm. but what does the moment look like afterwards man I, I dreamed it you know you know they they say before you do something you've got to dream it i i dreamed it uh you know, I mean, going back to that backyard, it was, I was literally doing what I had dreamed, you know, different team, but, but everything I had dreamed back then. And, and, you know, and I had, I had so much pride in the fact that I was a Marshall County Marshal and that we were the best team around here. You know, we were interviewed, WPSD did a special on us, you know, talked about our run to the final four and, you know, how cool is that to get interviewed on television? You know, I got interviewed, you know, I got interviewed at the state tournament by people I was on the radio. I mean, man, what a, 
what kid wouldn't enjoy that? I I, I just you know you, you want to you know you hear people say pinch me you know because I, I was dreaming, but I was dreaming and and uh, and I had thought of those things and um, you know prayer man I, I remember I know people pray all the time, but do you remember the prayers you make? And I can tell you one prayer that I still remember to this day was lying in my bed the night before the regional final against Hickman County. Maybe one of the most earnest prayers I ever made was, you know, God help us win this game. I want to go play in the state tournament. And so, and that was, you know, that was, I still remember it to this day. I can, I can remember it as vividly as if I'm laying there as a kid dreaming it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I ate the whole experience of it. It was just, you know, I was, I was that kid who, who went through it and loved it, you know, loved every minute of it and, and just didn't even want it to end.